time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. We've got a uh, good show for you here today. We're going to talk some XFL, some NHL. Uh, we're going to recap our picks from earlier, uh, before the season started, when we had uh, our buddy Eric and we had Trent, the uh, founder of Link Sports, on. And uh, we're going to talk some baseball, actually. So we've got a pretty full across-the-board slate for you here today. My name is Max. I'm a uh, host of Squaring Up the Sharp here, joined by my co-host, Austin Weinrich. How you doing, Austin? I'm doing good today, Max. Excited. Uh, we're kind of in a dog day of sports. Yeah, we're basketball's kind of nothing's happening till the playoffs. Yeah, hockey's starting to pick up, so that's nice. Getting yeah, a playoff we, push. We had a little uh, Rangers Islanders game, a little little playoff atmosphere here uh, just yesterday at so, the barn. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of inspired us to talk a little <laughs> hockey today. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we got we got kind of a full slate for you. Uh, but again, you know, basketball. You know, you're you're waiting until. Basically, what the end Round of May? Two. I mean, uh, <laughs> you're getting into June, basically, and uh, so so we got a, we got a, a good amount to talk about, and we're even going to touch on some uh, some baseball because spring training has started. started. Yeah, so we had our first couple games uh, over the over the last few days, but first things first here, uh, we are presented by the Link, so make sure to check out the website linksports.com. That's l y n q sports.com. Everything's free. We're pumping out some baseball previews right now. Uh, uh, just a lot of stuff coming out, so make sure to keep an eye out for that. Again, everything's free. No reason not to check it out. Actually, I just released uh, a mock draft with uh, Zach, who is the, a college football contributor. So if you want to check that out, that's up live on the website now. I know that was uh, that was pretty popular right off the bat. Uh, the, you know, football's king, obviously. <laughs> so anything to do with the draft. I think the combine, there were some player interviews uh, today. Yeah, it actually looks like uh, supposedly all the medical reviews on two are glowing that oh, yeah. there's no loss of blood flow so everyone seems to be happy so looks like someone's going to trade up for him yeah the yeah, Lions I mean, are going to get lucky the, yeah I mean the Dolphins are sitting there where they, they might trade up so a lot can happen and uh, it'll be interesting to see so we'll you know, kind of recap that as as that stuff unfolds. Uh, just started here. Either what was it was today, right? Or the was it today? today was the first day of testing. Okay. Everyone's been in for a couple days, doing interviews. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna recap that as as that stuff happens. Uh, but that's it's exciting. Whenever you get close to the draft. Uh, being being without football for a little bit, I, I say without football, we do have the <laughs> XFL, but uh, you know the draft combine and, and leading up to the draft is an exciting time. So, with that, let's let's touch on some XFL. Uh, we're three weeks in now, and uh, the you can you can start to get an idea of who the good teams are, who the bad, who the who the not so good teams are, and uh, I think the games for the most part. Unless you're a New York Guardians fan, like me, I mean, this this whole New York sports just continues here with uh, being disappointed because after the first game, where you know we're drinking our Guardian juice, having mm-hmm. a good time, now they can't score at all. And this is the XFL where they're giving away points, basically. I think the uh, Guardian juice propelled them to victory. The guard, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, they, they are home again. They, hey, they they won their first home game. They went on the road for two and lost both. Now they come home. They gotta, they got you pretty much in ten game season. You, this is, this is not. It's not a must win, but it's it's getting close to that time for this team. So, 
Uh, you know, as far as the, the standings go, the Battle Hawks 2-1 tied with the Defenders who, who laid an egg in, uh, I think they were in L.A. this weekend. Um, playing them, and then you have the Guardians at one and two, and the Vipers at zero and three, and then the Roughnecks with uh, PJ Walker as the uh, as the quarterback. Yeah. There, he's been <laughs> killing it. I wouldn't be surprised if he got at least a look in. Yeah, NFL. I mean, over three games, he's got seven hundred and forty-eight yards, so he's averaging about two fifty a game. Where is this guy PJ Walker from? Because I've never heard of him. He was on the Colts. He was on the Colts for Temple a little bit. Temple College. Temple. Okay. Uh, 10 touchdowns, one pick, 112.7 rating, which I'm assuming is the same rating that they use yeah, I would assume. in the NFL. But, yeah, some of these stat lines, I mean, he's got he's got at least three mm-hmm. passing touchdowns in every game so far. Throw another rushing touchdown in there. I mean, this guy's like the uh, – Do they do MVPs for XFL? I would assume so. Uh, yeah, I think – I'm sure they do. Uh, the, the website leaves a little bit to be desired, just it's not very – there's not a lot of information on it, but... So does he get a shot at the WWE title? They should do that. Yeah, uh, the one of the MVP gets an automatic bid to challenge. Which <laughs> I, I don't know which of these quarterbacks I would I would choose. To, you know, Cardell Jones is a pretty big guy. Uh, 6'5", 2'5". I mean, hey, <laughs> I'd pick Cardell. <laughs> looking at his picture now, he looks like he could do some damage. I know uh, Landry Jones is a pretty big guy. He's uh, 6'4", two, and he's an Oklahoma boy. You know, he's got that, that Oklahoma strength. He's so. done some backyard wrestling in his life. Oh, yeah, you can see it on his face. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's – it's the last week – the second week of the season, it was pretty – you know, it was pretty tough to watch. But uh, oh, our boy Matt Jones, the uh, Redskins running back. Saw a little bit of him as uh, as he went up against the Giants, but uh, had a pretty good game last week. Actually, fifteen carries, ninety five yards, and a touchdown. So, uh, in the other in the other league, the uh, the West. Let's see. It looks like it's. I know the Roughnecks are just you know, like we mentioned, PJ Walker, quarterback of the Roughnecks. He's just been crushing it. They're three and zero. Dallas Renegades two and one. And then the Wildcats and the Dragons are both one and two. Seattle gets a good draw for these games. Yeah, um, I know week two they average thirty thousand. Actually, I have the attendance here. Yep. Attendance actually uh, has gone up for the third straight week. They average the overall attendance for the four games was about eighty two thousand, which is twenty thousand up from week one. Okay. That was the that was that was the average. No, the total attendance. So they sold about eighty-two thousand tickets. Actually, it's only twelve thousand up from week one, where they only drew seventy thousand. But uh, their TV ratings fell. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at it now. The the TV ratings are, are dipping a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to get a number for you. Looks like all right. So week three. We saw an average of 1.61 million viewers for the four games, and they were on ABC, Fox, ESPN, and FS1, and that's down from 2.1 in week two, which was at 3.1 in week one. So it's it's basically been cut in half. But I wonder if that FS1... That's Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, is that FS1 drags down a little bit because... Uh, to be honest, I, didn't I, I think that was the first time they've been on FS1. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, it says pretty much a drops to be, you know, obviously a drops to be expected from the initial excitement of week one. Um, but I mean, I, if I was Vince, I'd have to be pretty happy. I mean, you're selling the tickets. And as long as you're selling tickets, 
you'll get uh, the TV stations to cover it. Yeah, and the contracts are there. You know, the TV contracts are there. It says uh, in an article here on Forbes, it says the the league is a ratings magnet compared to the likes of the <laughs> NHL and English soccer, which, you know, obviously English soccer in the United States probably not that but the NHL but also one of the big four you gotta remember English soccer is five hours ahead of us yeah <laughs> well that's I'm, I take that out I get rid the fact that it's you know it sounds like it's beating the NHL pretty good uh, that's not really because if you actually if you turn on yes which is our the Yankees broadcast network um, you'll randomly see I think they're one of the premier leagues teams they uh they have on uh i'm not sure which i'm not the biggest soccer fan to be honest with you yeah me neither i'm world cup and maybe the champions league yeah i'm I'm more of just a world cup guy (laughs) i get i get into it for the world cup just because of the the magnitude of the event but outside of that i'm not watching too much soccer um but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens because, like it says here, I mean, baseball obviously, you know, is is going to be coming around pretty soon. So I would say the baseball ratings are going to be up the first two weeks of the season. We're already seeing the Astros getting popped in spring yeah. training. So <laughs> oh, did that, somebody already get hit? Yeah, like three or four of them are really? already getting hit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I haven't been paying too much attention to the spring training, but that's not it's not surprising to me. Uh, so we'll we'll see where it goes from here, but you know that's just a little update for the for where the XFL is. Uh, it'll it, you know it remains to be seen where they'll be in a few weeks or so once the actual baseball season starts. But uh, I mean by that time you're talking about you know the first week the first game in baseball is four weeks away. So then you're talking about right, they'll be in week eight pretty much two weeks left of the regular season. They'll, pr- they'll probably be more concerned about the the playoff season yeah. at that point. They want to see the playoff numbers of the XFL. The, the implications for the playoff games in those last couple weeks will you know, be a tell as well, but the playoffs are going to be the big thing. And I, I, I just I, I have a feeling that that they'll be okay for those ratings because that's going to their their postseason doesn't match up against anybody else. No, they've actually scheduled it pretty smartly, and and it is leading up to the draft, so people are going to be in full football mode. And I think the championship we talked about is right after the draft. The draft. Ends. So you know, leading up and then right afterwards, when people are going to be like, oh, now I got to wait another you know four months for for meaningful football. That's not the case because just a few days later you have the XFL championship. <laughs> so that's that's going to be uh, kind of cool to see. I think they'll be okay. Um, some of these some of these games are, are pretty exciting. You know, you have guys like uh, like Austin Prohl, the son of, <laughs> the son of Ricky Prohl, the uh, NFL guy. You know, he's a, he's had a he might be a guy that gets a look. You know? There's a couple of guys that are definitely at least going to get camp invites. Whether they stick around is another story. Let's see. This guy Cam Phillips from the uh, Roughnecks. Uh, Donald Parham, the tight end. He's like a star right now. And then Austin Prohl, the uh, Seattle Dragons slot wide receiver. He's got like four touchdowns already this year. But this guy Donald Parham, I mean, he's a tight end, but 6'8". He's 6'8", 240. But apparently he runs like the wind. Like this guy's. I mean, I would have to guess he was a basketball player at some point in his life. 
Stenson oh, yeah. College? I don't yeah, even know what that is. I've never heard of it. I'm sure with that with that size. I mean, he gets targeted a lot. Last game, five catches for 101 and two touchdowns. So, I mean, there, there are a few guys you look at and you're like, all right, maybe maybe a team, you know, brings them in for – and that's that's the thing with this is that it doesn't match up with anything. So, they, they play this year as a tryout and then a couple months later you get invited to, you know, NFL games camp, yeah. or whatever or, or, you know, training camp and you, and you see what happens. And that's going to be something that could potentially help them. They get some of these guys picked up. I mean, I'd be curious to see if they maybe think about adding two more teams next year, hit some more major cities. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I read something about somebody was saying that they should have done it in places where there wasn't an established football. But the it's AFF like tried that already. Yeah, they they were playing games in Alabama and no one was showing up. That would be something where. Like the old XFL might have done that. Yeah, I think I think they've learned they're going to put it in places that have football franchises because there's already a following there. And it do, what what does it do to you as a football? If you're just a football fan in general, what does it do to you? I mean, you put it in a place where there's already infrastructure. That's they what they've the done. Stadiums. The, each each of these teams. I mean, the St. Louis is the only place that doesn't have a football team, but they have the infrastructure still yeah, because so the Rams used to play there. Yeah, like I, I'm surprised they don't throw a team in Minnesota or something. Because what is Minnesota doing? Yeah. That seems to be why Seattle shows up. Because there's nothing going on in Seattle right now. Seattle, there's no basketball. The hockey team's not coming until 21. It sounds like. And they they show up for the Seattle Sounders games in full force. Like that's yeah. They're you like, go to an MLS game and you go to Seattle and go to an MLS game. You go to Seattle versus Portland. That seems to be like the biggest rivalry in yeah. MLS. Yeah. So, you know. We're going to do these little updates every week. We're not going to get too much in depth with it just because, uh, you know, as we get farther along in the season maybe. But, uh, you know, it's it's just been interesting to watch. And, you know, like we said, some of these guys, they, they could potentially get looked at by some NFL teams. And that's going to be something that the XFL is going to invite because they're going to say, hey, we got these guys that are getting looked at by NFL teams. They got invited to training camp. So if you're not, you know, come, you don't get drafted or whatever, come play for us. I mean, the combine only invites like 316 people or something. Yeah, and how many get drafted? <laughs> I mean, you got 32 teams in seven rounds plus some supplemental picks. So you're talking about a little over 200. And uh, so this is an opportunity for some of those guys. But that's, that's kind of what's fun about it too is you can tell that these guys – these guys are playing for fun, you know. <laughs> like it says on the, the the midfield logo for the XFL, I think it says for the love of football, and you can you get kind of get that sense. And seeing some of the stuff they do in the locker rooms, I was watching. Uh, I was watching the 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 Battle Hawks love to chug. Uh, they yeah, shotgun. The, the defenders did it, <laughs> but it's. I think it's. Just, I think it's a defensive thing. I think it's a defense. The, the Battle Hawks have a good defense too, and they. Uh, you know, it's just it's just fun. Like that's that's what the that's what the average fan wants is just a fun product that you can say. You know, these guys are just out there having a good time. If you had to rank your see, this seems to be the new craze is the alcoholic seltzer. What's your favorite? Uh, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm I honestly I, I'm 
I might be addicted to the Natty Seltzers. Natty Seltzers. Natty Light Seltzer. I I've yet to have the Bud Light Seltzer. I had the Bud Light, the Black Cherry one, and I was not thrilled with it. What it tastes like, Diamond Town? I found Black Cherry flavors. It didn't really taste like anything to me. It didn't really have any flavor. That's a problem I had with it. The Natty Lights, I'll drink drink those Catalina Lime mixers (laughs) all day, pretty much. I mean, personally, I hate White Claws. I think they suck. Yeah, I've had the the White Claws. I've had the, what's the Bon Viv? No, I don't like that. And then the Bon Iver or whatever. There's another one that... Our buddy, our buddy Kevin's like a, <laughs> he's like a seltzer connoisseur, and uh, he's always got something that you know. But I'm, yeah, I mean, Natty Light, I think, takes the cake for me. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. That's my favorite so far. I I've yet to have the bug one, so I can't say. Our, our, bu- our one of our buddies, <laughs> our, our Mike, uh, he actually sent us a picture. Uh, he sent me a picture on uh, on Instagram of a new Natty. Flavor. Natty Light <laughs> Seltzer is called House Rules, and it's kiwi strawberry. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, kiwi strawberry fan. I feel like I'm. That, <laughs> that might that might be the icing on the cake for me. That might be it because kiwi kiwi strawberry is like put you know give me something that that has that flavor and I'm I'm set. But apparently he's he's in Colorado right now, and I think that. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's here yet. Again, New York's behind the curve a little bit because I asked him, and he's like, "I've been searching for it. I can't find it." So uh, that's whenever. Whenever I, I get my hands on that, I think that'll that'll be the uh, the end of everything else for me. <laughs> Give me those natty light seltzers. So, but yeah, they're, I mean, they're, what were they chugging? They were, were they chugging the Bud Light seltzers? I think it was Bud Light. I don't think so. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But Bud Light's all over the place. So. Um, but yeah, that's a little XFL recap for you. The big names right now, obviously PJ Walker with his, uh, you know, he's just been off a great start. Uh, Matt Jones leads in rushing right now. He's at 224 yards for the Battle Hawks. And, uh, Cam Phillips with 324 receiving yards. I know last game he, he went off. He had, uh, an eight for 194 <laughs> and three touchdowns. Jeez. He's got seven touchdown catches. And this is uh, this is obviously this PJ Walker Cam Phillips connection. I mean, this is a guy you might see six foot two oh one out of Virginia Tech. This is a guy. He's that, definitely going to get a look. Yeah, yeah, you definitely uh, by uh, at least a handful of teams you would imagine. But so that's our XFL recap. We'll jump into some NHL right now. We're going to take a look at our preseason uh, little predictions here that we had that we did with uh, when we had our buddy Eric on. Talk some hockey. As well as uh, we had Trent on, and we we got everybody's predictions, and we're just going to kind of run through them and, and talk a little bit of hockey right now. So, what do you got? You want to give us a little recap, uh, name by name here? Oh, apparently I'm the kiss of death because three <laughs> of my four picks have fired their head coach. <laughs> Should have just put money on that. For... Uh, what do we got? Trent was actually on a... Let's go to the Atlantic Division first. We'll just run it down like that. Uh, Trent, I think we had as Florida. And then all the rest of us, Eric, you, and me, were on uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. So, and right now, none of us are right. Uh, Boston... Boston going into the year was plus 250 to win the Atlantic. Tampa Bay was plus 130. So, Tampa Bay was the favorite, uh, which I think... 
Tampa Bay made some moves, though, at the trade deadline. Yeah, so, you know, they're kind of going for it now. They're five points out. Boston's just been... They've know, been killing it. It's uh, Marshan and Pasternak have been yeah. the best line combination yeah, in just, the NHL. Yeah, they're, they're, they've only allowed 164 goals, which I think is best in the East. Yeah, it's best in the East by, by a decent amount. Uh, Pittsburgh's close, but... Um, yeah, I mean they're not giving up any goals. They're, they're they got they have over 200 goals, so they're kind of hitting on all cylinders, and they've been doing it all year. Um, but them at plus 250, I mean, if I had to choose between Tampa Bay and Boston, that that plus 250 wouldn't do enough for me to pick the underdog in that situation. You know what I mean? Well, Tampa Bay was Tampa Bay was the pick by everybody. And they were the President Cup's winners, but then I mean. I would say maybe it's a little hangover getting beat up in that 1-8 matchup. Yeah. And that was such an upset that maybe it hung over them in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, it goes to show, like, hockey's a, hockey's a whole different game. Unlike basketball, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, an 8-seed in basketball beating a 1-seed is like a 16-seed in, in the NCAA beating a 1-seed. It like, doesn't happen. I don't happen. remember the last time. But you, we've seen it time and time again in hockey where – the eight seed. You just want to get in the playoffs. The team that won uh, is the LA Kings. Yeah, the Kings. Years ago, they yeah. were an eight seed. They go and win the Stanley Cup. It's like they did it twice as an eight seed, I think. Yeah, that that's that stuff mm-hmm. happens in hockey where you just got to get in and then you never know. You want to get in hot and then use that momentum and just if, continue. Yeah, if you're making the playoffs in basketball as an eight seed, like what's the point? <laughs> like you get you get a little bit more revenue or whatever for the. You'll actually look at the records in basketball, and I think the Magic are going to make it as like the eighth seed in and the East. They're just going to get gonna destroyed be, by Milwaukee. Like that's they're going to be like thirty-five and forty-seven, and they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and that doesn't even count as like experience. For me. Like, <laughs> like that's negative experience. You, yeah, you get to the playoffs, but then you just get your ass handed to you by a far superior team that might win seventy plus games. You know, and it's like, and it, that's not really the thing with basketball is even in the draft, it's the lottery pick. That's your only chance to get a yeah. good player. Yeah. And if you make the playoffs, <laughs> I mean, you're automatically in that mid mid to late round. Yeah. You're, you're in the uh, later teens. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. The hockey's that's what's exciting about hockey is you get in, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, for, yeah, for the Atlantic Division, uh, the only. Uh, and, you know, the notes were a little bit iffy. So, <laughs> Florida, it, it looked like that was his pick. <laughs> we'll put a little asterisk to that. We're pretty sure that's what his pick was. Uh, but They're not that far behind. No, they're, they're... right now they're, they're four points out of the second wild card. Uh, out of the division, I mean, they're not going to win we, the division. That's the issue. Yeah, so that was the division pick, if, you know, if we're reading this correctly. But, uh, yeah, they still got a chance to make the playoffs. So, uh, how about the, the Metropolitan? Well, everyone was on uh, the capital except for Weston, who uh, picked the Devils. The Devils, and they have As fired their head coach, GM, traded away Taylor Hall, traded away Blake Coleman. Trade away Sammy Vodnin. So they're just, <laughs> just cleaning house. Yeah. And they've won three in a row. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's cr- that's the other thing about hockey is, like, the Devils are two games under 500, <laughs> but they're, like, there's just no shot. They, they've lost ten overtime games. So. Yeah. 
Uh, where, where does it say already? That's the overtime losses. Oh, overtime, yeah, yeah. 10 overtime losses. I mean, that's, that's 10 points. You know, they win half those. Now you're talking about, all right, they're 10 points out of their second wild card. You never know. You get hot. There's 20 games left for them. Uh, but, yeah, those <laughs> 10 overtime losses, that's tough. Actually, the hottest team at- has been the New York Rangers, who have been killing it. I think they won eight out of the last nine. They won four in a row, eight of the, eight of the last ten, uh, four in a row. So they and with the big win over the Islanders, so they kind of, you know, they and they've had some, they've had to overcome some adversity. I think their goalie was in a car accident. <laughs> yeah. So they, two days ago. Yeah. So they've, you know, they've overcome some things and they've stayed hot. So that's a testament to them. You know, you bring up the ten overtime losses. I mean, Columbus, fourteen overtime losses. That's still fourteen points. Like yes, yeah. that's fourteen points, and they're uh, they're sitting in second wild card. So yeah, but that's the difference between being locked in and I. The thing I hate is I hate the hockey setup of the playoffs. That's my biggest issue. Yeah, the they change that. Like some of it doesn't even like I. I still don't understand it. You know, the Islanders are the first wild card team. So who like what do they they play the the worst of the. So they would play the Capitals, but you're pissing away at Capitals. You always the issue is you want Washington Pittsburgh. That's the one that sells the most tickets because you get Crosby, Ovechkin. You yeah. can hype that up. Any average fan knows that. Yeah. Even even glancing people know who Sidney Crosby is. Maybe not Ovechkin, but. And now you piss it away, usually in the first or second round. They should have just left it Eastern and Western, because if that's the case, then you're looking at, uh, what would you have here? You'd have, the Capitals would be a three. Well, they had more divisions. They had six divisions and three in each conference. Okay. Then you had your... Division winners would go seed one through three. Yeah, but but it would be just whoever the best two after that are, right? It wouldn't be. No, you would still fill it out. No, you take the you take the top in each. You take the top two in each conference, and they'd be locked in. But then you would have just the best two of everybody else. Like you could have two come out of one. You could have the two final teams come out of one division. Potentially. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Maybe I, I might have made that more confusing than it needed to be, but I, I agree that it would be nice to go back to the, the old oh, one. Yeah. And uh, like, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm still not sure. I mean, the Islanders make the, so they would play, if, the, if it ended today, the Islanders is the number one. Wild they would play the Capitals. the Capitals. And then Columbus would play Boston. Yep. Okay. And then the other teams, like, they don't play each other though. Would like, that's what so I mean. So Pittsburgh like, would play Philly. So they play within yeah. the division. So you're pissing away all your division rivalries early in the playoffs instead of saving them for yeah. possibly. Because that was always so great about the Devils-Rangers rivalry is, oh, they're playing each other in Eastern Conference Finals or something. It just happened to work out like that. Yeah. Um, but the NFL NHL went for the guaranteed like, division uh, rivalry matchup early, which I think has actually hurt them in their playoffs. And then you could get like like Washington, mm-hmm. Toronto in the 
conference finals, and it's, that's not that's not a sexy matchup for your average fan. You know, Canada they love it because Canada hasn't won a Stanley Cup in I think twenty plus years, if not more. Yeah, it's been a while for them. So that's uh. So outside of the Devils pick, everybody else was on <laughs> with the Capitals. Pittsburgh's not too far behind. And they actually have two extra games. So they're they're four points back with two two games in their pocket. Uh, let's go to the Western Conference. We'll start with the so Central. The, uh, Central, sure. All right, so uh, Trent was on Colorado here. Okay. Eric and I picked the Predators, and Max, you were on the Blues. So this is this is my donkey pick because I <laughs> have, I had no idea. I just took the Blues because I looked at what they did last year, and I'm like, hey, they. Uh, they might be able to follow it up with something. So, but they're hot right now. They won five in a row, and uh, they're ahead by four mm-hmm. points. Colorado's not too far back. They're five points back, and then Nashville's looking like they don't really have a shot here um, at the conference. They should make the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, they're they're tied right now for the second wild card with Winnipeg and Arizona. So, you know, they got and they have they have three games in their pocket as well. So they actually are in pretty good shape. Uh, you would think. And then for the Pacific, were we all on Vegas? Um, or you were on... No, nope. everyone was on uh, Vegas, and I picked San Jose. Uh, yeah, okay, so everybody's on Vegas. Vegas is two points up right now on Vancouver and Edmonton. So that'll be... Uh, and they've won six in a row to get there. So <laughs> they've gotten hot at, at the right time here as they take over... Uh, the number one spot in the Pacific, but uh, pretty pretty straightforward, I think, uh, across the board. I mean, let's look at the the favorites here for the the favorites for the Atlantic. Like we said, it was Tampa Bay plus one thirty, Boston plus two fifty, and Toronto plus three hundred. And now the lines actually moved to Boston minus one twenty. Uh, Boston minus one twenty, Tampa Bay minus one ten, Toronto plus seven thousand. So where's Toronto right now? Toronto is uh, they're too far back. Yeah, the problem is Boston and Tampa Bay have run away with this. Yeah, so that's going to be a two horse race uh, in the Atlantic. Or no, that was the Atlantic in the uh, Metropolitan when we made our picks. This was a pretty close. Uh, this was a pretty close division here. Uh, the leader was Washington plus three thirty. They're they're ahead right now. Uh, Pittsburgh plus five hundred. They're right right there with them. And then that third spot, Philly was at plus seven hundred. But I'm not sure that they. No, I mean they they have a shot. They have a shot. So they're five points out. Plenty of time to make that up. Uh, so that you know, if you were on Philly, which you can actually get them at better odds now at yeah. plus eight fifty. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> if you were going to say, you know, two thirds, three quarters of the way into the season, Philly was going to be five points out. Why would you not? If you bet them to begin with, double, I would double down. Yeah, you know, why not? Just go. And, for you, it. and at some sites, you're getting them at plus a thousand. So that might be some good value there. Do I think it's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I mean, I think Washington, Pittsburgh are too good, but you never know. Uh, the Rangers plus 800, Islanders plus 700. I think they're pretty much... I mean, the Islanders still have a shot. Uh, they're seven points out. So... This is about with 20 to 18 games left, some teams. Yeah, and I mean, at, right now, some sites, you're getting the Islanders at plus 2,500 to win the division. Uh, if you want to take a shot, I mean, again, you know, seven points out, that's... 
that's a basically a three that's a four game swing so it's tough to do in hockey but uh and then in the here we go central if you were on so colorado was actually coming in as the favorite at plus 340 and trent was on colorado uh they still have an outside shot uh, St. Louis plus 400, Nashville plus 450, Dallas plus 425, but now St. Louis is at St. Louis is the favorite plus 115. So uh, you know St. Louis has come on strong. The two teams that I picked in the West, it looks like they've come on strong here. Yeah, you got a two. We got a five-game winning streak and a six-game winning streak. So. Uh, they've they've made some moves lately. Well, you're gonna start to see. That's what we're talking about hockey now. Is you're gonna start to see the bad teams are gonna start calling out their AHL teams real yeah. soon. Yeah, this is where the the, the top heavy teams are gonna are gonna feast a little bit. And uh, in the Pacific, you had Vegas. They were the they were the favorite at plus one sixty five to begin the season. They're still the favorite, obviously, because they're they're atop the division right now. Uh, you had Calgary and San Jose to follow them up. Now, this is interesting because you had Vancouver. <laughs> you had Vancouver's two points out, and you had, you had Edmonton at plus 1,500, two points out. of the, And that was to start the year. So if you were on them to start, that's uh, some pretty serious. Yeah. It's a bold move, but it could, well, it could pay off pretty nicely for you. I think Big David's hurt again or something. That's why they actually don't have updated odds on them. Yeah, some sites do, some sites don't. But I know McDavid, I think, was second in the league in points. Uh, third in the league in points. So losing him for for any period of time is going to be tough. Uh, the guy who's leading the league in points with 99, I don't even... I've never Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, he's really good. Well, he's... I mean, he's, <laughs> he just plays out west, so we don't see him because yeah. all his games are on 10 o'clock. Yeah, he's yeah, close. That's true. Uh, you have uh, Panarin from the Rangers. He's killing it. He's been a godsend for the Rangers uh, this season. He's just been off the charts. He had the he had the assist on the game-winning goal last night against the Islanders. Um, and so as we get as we get down the stretch here, we'll see how it plays out. But you know, I'm not I'm not a huge hockey guy, but I do look forward to the playoffs because <laughs> hockey playoffs they're probably the best playoffs. Yeah, it's exciting. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, outside of you know maybe maybe a few surprises in the NFL every now and then. You know, you had the Titans this year as a surprise team, but. You know, you just never know what's going to happen. Last year with the Islanders, we saw them just get that sweep in the opening round, and then and then they get swept. <laughs> it's like you, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just who's hot, who has a better game plan, and how much advantage doesn't really matter. You're you're a casual fan. Yeah. What is your favorite? hockey tradition of things thrown on the ice. You got, I mean, you, think you got the octopus yeah. in Detroit. It's hard to beat that. I don't know. <laughs> you got rats, rats in Florida. They throw plastic rats. Oh, wow. <laughs> it might have started as a real rat the first <laughs> round. And then Nashville has the giant fish. I don't know what type of fish it is. Um, it's hard to beat the octopus. If they were real rats, I'd say <laughs> that's I'd awesome. say that's awesome. But you know, with all the all the diseases <laughs> going around these days, coronavirus. You know, I'd be a little bit concerned about that. I'd be more concerned than, you know, than anything else. No, give me the uh, 
the catfish in uh, Nashville. That's what it is, catfish. Yeah. Yeah. If you see the video of the... Uh, Those are real catfish. Yeah, no, they're 100% real catfish <laughs> because I've watched a video where the Tennessee Titans offensive line has chugged beers through the catfish. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> offensive linemen are a different breed. <laughs> I think it was Taylor Lake one. Beer at the uh, catfish. Yeah. That's... <laughs> okay, no, thank you. I mean, I'd have to be pretty uh, pretty far along in the, in the night. I don't even know if you could like be that, that far along in the night. But, yeah, those... Uh, it's tough. It's, it is tough to be the octopus. I mean, Nashville, you've been seeing it more lately because Nashville's been good. Detroit's <laughs> not been good. No, nah, Detroit so, sucks. This year. I think they're the worst team in the league. Yeah, well, uh, it does. I mean, they no, they, I, yeah, I mean, they've they've fallen off like years ago. They were the they were the team. Yeah, it was They're them and the Devils used to just dominate. Points. Yeah, I'm I'm not <laughs> even a huge hockey fan. I know it's awful. Thirty four points, fifteen and forty six. That's crazy. Twenty points behind the next team. <laughs> that's tough to do. Yes, it is. That's tough to do. Um, but yeah, that's our little hockey update for you. So obviously we got about 20, 18, like you said, 18 to 20, 17 to 20 games left. Uh, so we'll see. But some of these some of these surprise teams, I mean, Edmonton's kind of a surprise. I mean, as betting factors, you just got to bet against Detroit. Just hammered anyone playing Detroit for the next. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're not, you know, they're not going to put up a fight. I wouldn't think they're going to put up a fight against anybody. Their last... Uh, no, it's going to be AHL players basically for the rest of the season just yeah. to see what they have. Especially on the road, five, <laughs> five and twenty-six on the road, like this. Even, even Ottawa on the road, six, eighteen and six. Yeah, why even get on the bus? You know, <laughs> why even get on the bus? But uh, yeah, no, looking forward to hockey playoffs. Uh, you know, at the end of the season, we'll kind of do a recap, let you know based on the odds that came through what what type of money. Uh, you would expect, uh, you know, and we'll just go off the go off the traditional. If you put a hundred dollars down on one of these teams or something, but uh, yeah, that's our little hockey hockey uh, update for you. And we'll get into some baseball now. We said spring training has started. Uh, we've seen, you know, some stuff like you mentioned with the Astros with the with the plunking. We've seen the Yankees, Luis Severino with the Tommy John. Yeah, that's actually a huge blow to the Yankees. And I guess it. I mean, I, I know they. I would be concerned about it as a Yankee fan. Some Yankee mm-hmm. fans I hear, you know, calling up the radio station, uh, they're like, oh, I'm not too concerned. We've got the best. He's been pretty problem. dominant. He was dominant at, when he's at his best. He's one of he's one of the more dominant pitchers. Uh, but the the bugaboo for the Yankees has been the playoffs, and you can go back to, you know, even just last year they couldn't not not whether the Astros are cheating or not or whatever. The Yankees. No, I think it was proven the, they were cheating. Well, well, I'm just saying, you know, get rid of that because to me, when it came down to their hitting, the Yankees couldn't hit. They couldn't they couldn't hit in the clutch. They they didn't get any timely hitting in the playoffs. Their pitching was actually not bad. But I think people are getting blinded by Garrett Cole coming here. And they're like, oh, Severino, we're basically, you know, Severino was out most of last year and we won 103 games or whatever. But as it, it's not about the regular season for the Yankees. I mean, you got to be worried about Stanton dealing with him. He didn't play like all of last year either. Yeah, and they did a great job. 
you know, you want to say, oh, Aaron Boone, which I don't believe baseball managers have anything to do with success. Like, I think he just reads a book, made the giant binder that every yeah. dugout has now. That's given to you by the analytics guys. This is what you're going to do if this happens. <laughs> Basically, just know in this account, it's probably going to be a slider. Yeah. So you don't make the wrong. Basically, just don't make the <laughs> wrong move. And so that's where baseball's gone, pretty much. The injuries, yes, I'll, I, I give that to the GM. Like, bringing in guys that can play, fill some of these spots. Well, that's Cashman. How amazing yeah. was it last year that it was, oh, the Yankees are calling up this guy. Oh, look, he has 15 home runs already two weeks later. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, you know, one of the prospects named Clint Frazier, who has, they really soured on, and they're trying to use him as a trade, but he came up and he hit, like, like he could hit, and then they send him back down because they don't like his attitude. It's like, how many teams have that luxury where they can just? I know my oh, team. We don't like your attitude. You, you didn't want to give an interview in the clubhouse. All right, we'll mm-hmm. see you, you know, later because we're going to send you down. Well, well teams can't get away with that. You got to give. Uh, you got to give yes that interview because they are. Yeah, they, they print money for the hey, Yankees. They do. They save. They save the Yankees a lot of money uh, having their own network. So. You better give him an interview. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Luis Severino going down, that's kind of been the big injury in the, uh, you know, just happened, I think, yesterday. It was uh, officially announced. So that he's getting Tommy John. So he'll be out for the year. And, you know, as the Yankees, I want to have all my big arms going into the playoffs because that's been the problem. You know, when you're in the ALCS or the divisional series against a team and you have to have a bullpen game, mm-hmm. like that shouldn't that shouldn't be the case. So now you basically have Garrett Cole and you have Tanaka who's proven he can pitch in the postseason. He's like one of the best postseason pitchers. And it's just getting in there. I, you know? The problem is, I know Severino probably is your, uh, I would guess he would be their number two now with Cole. Yeah. CeCe's gone. So then, so now you have J. Hap, yeah, who got shelled last year, who's been he's bounced around, yeah. And the reason they brought him over was because of his success against the Red Sox. And then last season he just gets destroyed by the Red Sox. So you have J. Hap, you have uh, Domingo Herman, who has who's serving a suspension. Uh, so he's out for sixty-two games or something like that uh, to start the year. So there's a lot of question marks. You know, obviously they're going to be able to hit. It's just a matter of are they going to get the pitching. You know, James Paxton, your boy yes, from Paxton. Seattle, he just had back surgery. So what's his deal going to be? He comes back and he's and he's fine, but then he gets hurt a week later because he's just been injury prone his whole career. Uh, and some of these numbers, I I know that the line for the win, the over under win total for the Yankees did go down. Um. See if we can pull it up here. The over under win totals. Odd Shark has a little kind of a funky thing here, but I think it was 103 for the Yankees over under, and now it's gone down to 100 and a half. So the Severino injury has dropped it by two and a half wins, basically, which I guess is fair, but. Yeah, I'm having trouble finding the over/under win totals here. Uh, well, I guess what we were going to do is just give our division picks, you know, and then we have the division odds in the world, the World Series division, and the uh, the AL and NL pennant 
uh, odds here. And then we'll go a deep dive it in the next couple weeks coming up. Yeah, when we get closer, we'll see how some of these injuries play out. And we'll get, like, finalized rosters. Yeah, and we'll, we'll go through what kind of our prop bets, like what we did last um, mm-hmm. Not last year because we started after baseball season, but we'll do our MVP. We'll do Cy Young, things like that. Uh, you know, maybe like a week before the season starts when some of these injuries play out. So, um, you know, that was just kind of the big news from today. Just being in New York, hearing the Severino injury. Uh, what are the Yankees going to do? Are they going to have to go out and get a, get an arm? And it just seems like the Yankee fan wants to just leave it the way it is. And say, all right, we'll we'll deal. We'll see how it goes, you know, for the first few months. And if we need to make a trade by the deadline, then we'll do it. But they don't want to do anything just yet, which I think is fair. But let's start with the. Uh, we'll start since we're talking about the the uh, Yankees. We'll start with the AL. I don't really know how you can go against them. Right now, they're minus two eighty six. Was the opening? Uh, They've actually dropped to minus five hundred. Yeah, the current are, are minus five hundred. So. That's a, a pretty steep price to pay, but in my opinion, you're, you're pretty much getting like that's as close to a guarantee as you're going to get. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rays make some noise this year. I think they'll make some noise, but you know they, they'll be there, you know, in the wild card. Um, but when it's all said and done, I don't know how you can pick against the the Yankees to win the division here. Boston, you know, this whole this whole uh, scandal thing. Boston, I think the results are coming out Friday. Oh, really? Investigation. That's when they're announcing the 28th. Uh, so that's going to come out, and we'll see. We'll see exactly what they were doing, and get an idea of how deep this whole <laughs> cheating scandal has gone here. Because uh, obviously, the big the big ticket item right now is the Astros. Uh, do you know who got hit by any chance? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I just saw. I want to. Looking for it right now. Altuve booed, nicked by pitch in spring debut for Astros. He was hitting the foot. That ain't nothing. You know what I mean? Dusty <laughs> Baker. So now Dusty Baker. So Dusty Baker <laughs> is saying he wants his team, his players protected. Altuve gets hit in the foot, and he says, "Ah, no big deal." Like <laughs> what? Well, because I don't think he's aiming for the foot. It's probably on a breaking ball. It wasn't intentional. Uh, Everyone should just start throwing at his foot then. Then you can say, oh, I just slipped. Hit him in the foot. I mean, yeah, so I I mean, I'm not surprised about that. Altuve getting hit. Um, It doesn't say anything about any other players, but hey, if it's it's unintentional, unintentional, whatever, but this is going to happen all year. I don't see this going away anytime soon. Uh, this is a big deal. We, I was kind of ta- I was talking about it with a few people today about the whole you know steroids. I know we talked about it steroids versus cheating. Uh, to me, you know, 29 years old, grew up, born in 1990. So I, I would I, say steroids got me interested. In steroids got me hooked <laughs> on baseball. I have a plaque of Mark McGuire hitting his 70th home run, and. As an eight-year-old, you know, opening, you know, all I cared about was getting the, you know, we didn't have freaking, uh, you know, internet was in, in its infancy, infancy, but, you know, we didn't have the internet to go on and look at some of these headlines and, and stuff like that. It was all newspaper. Mm-hmm. I get the newspaper, I immediately go to the sports section, and it was just Sammy Sosa and Mark <laughs> McGuire going head-to-head. They hit the a race for 63, right? Um, it was the race... 
So it was, at first it was just a race. Uh, it was the race for 62 because Maris yeah. had 61. So it was going for 62. Obviously, Maguire mm-hmm. crushed it. I think Sosa hit 66. I think that, so. That year. Uh, and uh, Maguire hit 72. No, Maguire, no, Maguire hit 70. <laughs> Sosa hit 66. But that, like, growing up, I'm watching this. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> Everybody's crushing the ball. You had Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> just smashing the ball. Uh, he was hitting 50-plus home runs every year. I think he like, 56 was his high, I think. And I think it was that year. Because it was then three for a little bit. And then he kind of tailed off at the end, and Maguire just took he, off. He ran out of, he, he he ran out of, steroids. Ran out of juice. <laughs> no, technique, you know? no, I know he didn't take steroids, but hey, the the uh, that was like that was the most exciting time for baseball, and that's why it was swept under the rug. You know, the Bud Selig just said, "Hey, we're going to ignore this until we have to deal with it," and. Uh, you know that that was a big. That was a big selling point for baseball. Hey, we got all this power. And people <laughs> just hitting the ball country mile and all this stuff. And, uh, I mean, how many people since then have hit over 50 home runs? Very uh, few. Stan. Uh, Stan did it. Judge did it. Pete Alonso did it last year. Uh, I think Bellinger did it. Um, those are just the more recent guys. But, uh, you know, since, since Bonds and, and all that stuff came out, we really haven't seen it too much. And it's not that people are afraid. Maybe people, just less people are doing it. We see people get caught. And, uh, you know, it's just, that, that was a big part of the game. That was a big selling point. So, you know, as, as a baseball fan growing up, that's what drew, it sounds like that's what yeah. drew both of us to the sport. So, uh, but that's, to me, that's different than this. This was... You know, uh, if it's true that other teams weren't doing it, steroids, who knows how many people were doing it. You know, and it was an individual thing. It wasn't a team-based, as yeah. far as I know, it wasn't a team-based thing where teams were like, all right, here's it literally the sounds steroids like in the locker room. The Astros, it went from the GM all the way down almost. Yeah. Like, every single person knew about it. The I mean, the owner... Except the owner, apparently. <laughs> apparently, yeah. He oh, should I, shouldn't be held, I shouldn't be held accountable for the actions of my my employees and my, you know, which that's what they are, their employees. So that's just ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, so I think uh, – so you're on the Yankees, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't really see value anywhere else. I mean, the Rays would be the only one. I think Boston, there's too many issues going on right now yeah. to – Yeah. I don't know if they have a manager yet. I think they're just going to use their bench manager. <laughs> Their bench coach save a little bit of money. Yeah, you know. Well, they're crying poverty. That's why they had to trade Mookie Betts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, But yeah, I think it's hard to go. We're both on the Yankees here. Hard to go against them. Uh, If we go to the AL Central now, uh, this is this is a little bit closer. Minnesota is at minus one sixty right now. Uh, It's gone a little bit more in their favor over the over the past couple weeks. Uh, Cleveland at plus 265, and Chicago White Sox are plus 300. I know we've been seeing a lot of uh, Chicago White Sox stuff because of the uh, <laughs> contributors for the link there. It seems like they're pretty high on the White Sox. Yes, they, they've, made, they've made some good moves this offseason. They have some very good players. So I can see them making a play for it. 
don't really. I mean, Minnesota, obviously, Minnesota's got, they're just going to mash the ball. I am a little worried about their pitching. Take a look at a little little recap here. Yeah, well, that's the thing with Minnesota is they're pitching and then they, they, they can't, you know, they can't. Well, they can't actually beat the Yankees. They can't, so it doesn't even matter. I mean, uh, last year the Twins won 101 games. Uh, Cleveland ended up making the wild card, I believe. Uh, and then the White Sox, they've added Edwin Encarnacion. They signed Gio Gonzalez, Jasmine Grandal. They brought in Dallas Keuchel and Norman Rosario. So they've made some good uh, contrib- they've made some good additions to the team here. Uh, Keuchel's obviously a, a good pitcher. They addressed some of that, which pitching for them last year was pretty rough. Uh, Norman Rosario is a good young player. Uh, what they sign? Uh, Grandal, he was the top catcher on the market. They yeah. signed him to a $73 million deal. Uh, and that's the, that was the largest in team history. So so they've gone out, spent some money. Uh, Encarnacion's going to be their DH. Uh, and they didn't really lose anybody that stands out. I mean, uh, Ivan Nova, he's kind of like, <laughs> a, you know, oh, he would give you 200 innings, but it wouldn't necessarily be great 200 innings. Uh, Wellington Castillo, they replaced him with Osmani Grandal, so that's an upgrade. And uh, so, hey, if you're going to take a chance on a team in this division. Why not the White Sox? Yeah, I would definitely pick the White Sox over the Indians if you're going to bet an underdog. Yeah, I mean, the Indians, they lose uh, Kluber, Puig. He's still a free agent. He's out there. Bauer. Uh, Yeah, Trevor Bauer they traded last year. Uh, Danny Salazar, their pitcher. And they didn't really bring in anybody that really stands out. I mean, There's always the Lindor rumors. Yeah, did they did they re-sign him yet? Or no, they haven't given him a contract yet, so it looks like he's going to be traded at some point. Yeah, during the season. This, I feel like yeah, this 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 is a this is looking like it could be a rough year for the Indians compared to recent. I mean, the last few years they they've been there at the end, and, and they're they're a team that's always had some good pitching, and obviously when you have Lindor and um, you know Puig had a had a really good year last year, so. But, hey, I mean, he's not there. So, who'd you replace him with? Domingo Santana they brought in. Oh, my God. I dealt with Domingo Santana. <laughs> yeah, he had 20-plus home runs, but he struck out every other. I I hate <laughs> the new baseball sometimes. Yeah, strikeout or. Yeah, strikeout or home run. Yeah. It's like basketball with the threes. It's You have guys that, like, yeah, you don't have people hitting 50 home runs, but there's a much bigger volume of yes. guys hitting 20 to 40. You know, it's kind of weird in that sense where nobody's blowing out, you know, blowing out everybody in the home run race, but everybody's kind of in the, where if you don't hit 20 home runs, it's almost like weird, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, it, if you're going to take it, I'm going to go with Minnesota for uh, to win the division, but I could definitely see the White Sox. I think I'll pick the White Sox. Making some noise. Just Are you going off of... Uh, just their acquisitions. Yeah, I, I like the guy. Uh, Grandelli's pretty solid a catcher. Yeah. Keuchel, uh I don't know how much is left in that tank. Encarnacion. He adds. He was good on the Mariners, and then when he went to the Yankees. It really wasn't. So I think the team with the, with this team, they the last few years they've been very young. They've had a lot of they've had a and lot they have the experience young players. Now they bring in some experienced guys. Grandal, a, a seasoned catcher, uh, you know what that can do for a pitching staff. You bring in Encarnacion, who's been around a long time. Dallas Keuchel's been around a long time. Norman Mazzara's still a young guy who 
you know, you could say he hasn't reached his potential yet. So, you know, they're going to be they're going to be an exciting team, I think. I'm not ready to give them the division yet, but uh, I could see them, you know, potentially, you know, with the AL East, with how it is right now, Chicago White Sox could, could definitely make a wild card run. I don't see... I would say so. I don't see how they can. Yeah. So, as you know, obviously health plays a factor, but... Um, yeah, I'll stay with the Twins. You're with the White Sox right now. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the guys were, you know, yeah. the link right now. They'd be applauding you. So. I mean, I got to go more in depth. I want to see their set rotation too. Yeah, like we, you know, like I want to go in deep dive. As we prefaced it, you know, it's going to be as we get towards the, the season, we'll kind of revisit these. And uh, I need that hype. I need to find that hype guy. There's always one guy the local media members hype up, and oh, he had an amazing spring training. He's yeah, gonna be amazing. <laughs> yeah, spring training, spring training. So, um, but let's jump to the AL West now as we finish up the uh, American League. Houston minus two fifty now. Uh, it's actually take the Mariners. The Mariners <laughs> are uh, plus ten thousand. <laughs> that hasn't changed. Plus ten thousand. You have the uh, Athletics at plus three fifty. The Angels at plus six hundred. The Angels interest me a little bit. They signed the, Rendon. The issue with the Angels are they're the Angels, and something always happens. Yeah, you no, would they, think they this never, is. Yeah, <laughs> they never live up to their potential. It seems like. Uh, but hey, they signed. They signed um, Rendon. Like I said, uh, that's. That's a huge move because that gives Trout a little bit of protection, at least. Well, they have. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? The pitcher slash DH. Otani. Otani, yes. Uh, and he's not going to pitch this year, right? I don't know what's going on. I've not. Is he just going to? I'm trying to. I'm trying to find. Use that. Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! It's a... Yeah, Bing is like the worst <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Otani's not going to, uh, he's not going to pitch because of the injuries that he's, uh, he's accrued. What is going on here? I'm just looking for a little bit of information about, the, does anybody care about the AL West? Nobody no, seems no to care about the AL West because it's just about the Astros. I just pulled out the, the first articles from 2018. Like, <laughs> uh, just trying to find some information here. All right, so... Uh, obviously, the Astros, we know what's going on with them. Is it going to be an us against the world mentality? Uh, <laughs> they get they lose Garrett Cole. They lose their manager. They bring in Dusty Baker. They obviously still have George Springer, Altuve, Bregman. They've got the lineup where they're going to hit. I mean, who would be their ace now? Probably Verlander. Yeah, Verlander. But, but how much in the tank does I mean, he have left? Thinking he needs to yeah, I know. Away, but... and he keeps, he's just, you know, would he, win the, he won the Cy Young last year, right? Or was it Cole that won the Cy Young? I think it was Cole. I think it was Cole, too. But, uh, I mean, the Astros are going to be an interesting interesting case here. I think they're over-under wins right now. I think it was 94. So if I I had to guess, I think that that they would win more. They still have talent. Like, it's not like... It's not like they had the cheating scandal and now they were stripped of all their guys. They still have the talent. It's just... The question is, is the cheating scandal actually going to help them 
get wins because there's going to be a lot of players that get hit and get on base. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess you could you could make that argument, but uh, yeah, the, I don't know. The Angels interest me. Uh, Rendon and Trout. Uh, Rendon did Rendon? No, Bellinger won the MVP for the uh, National League last year, but Rendon was right there. Um, the problem is they're pitching. They bring in Dylan Bundy and Tehran uh, from the. I know him a little bit from the Braves. Uh, Julio, he's okay. He's okay. I mean, he's a solid pitcher. He'll pitch to a you know a four ERA and he'll get you some wins. But uh, I think that I think that Major League I, they want Trout in the playoffs. <laughs> they got to get the Angels in the playoffs. And I know Trout's been in the playoffs and he hasn't really performed well. But you got to get this guy. I know. You got to get this guy in the playoffs. Um, I think if I'm going off of. Uh, you know, kind of a, a not a, not a wild card, but a uh, just a kind of a risky pick here. I think I'm I think I'm going to pick the Angels to win the West. I don't think that the scandal is going to do them any good. I know the Astros want to do this us against the world thing. I don't think it's going to work out for them. Uh, so I'm not going to I'm not going to write them in as the as the sure thing. Uh, who are you feeling for this? Because this is are you. I know you were kind of... Were you half kidding when you said the Mariners? I was fully kidding when I said the Mariners. <laughs> I think their over-under is 68 wins. 68 <laughs> wins. I mean... So I'm what going... Would you, what would you take there? You would take the under? It's close. I don't know. <laughs> I, I with, really... the, with the Angels getting better... Yeah, everyone Astros, else got better except the Mariners. The Rangers are... Decent. They literally signed no one this yeah. offseason. It was all you might have minor to, moves. You might have to go the under there. But um, I'm actually going to take the Athletics just for the fact that somehow the Athletics always do it. Yeah. Every year, Billy Bean finds this pitcher that's going to come in and win 18 games for him and be amazing. Yeah. Hey, you just want them to win the division. I mean, obviously in the playoffs, they don't perform well. No. But, hey, they win 97 games last year. I know. And do you even Can know you name who <laughs> Marcus Seaman? Oh yeah, the shortstop. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. their uh, their third baseman is really good. I'm playing on this Chapman. Team. Chapman, yes. Yeah, they've Chapman, and then they've got Matt he wins the Gold Glove. Got Matt and, Chapman and yeah. Matt Olson at, at the two hot corners. Um, yeah, Chapman, he's like a defensive wizard. Though. Yeah, he wins a gold glove and like the uh, batting title every year. Yeah. yeah, so he's yeah he's a he's a monster that guy. But yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with the Athletics. Uh, obviously, Houston they've still got all the guys, but you know I'm going with the Angels because of that plus six hundred, and they got to do something like this. <laughs> if they don't do anything this year, you know you got to ask the question: Are they ever going to do it? Because you have two guys like that in the middle of your lineup, and Trout's coming off. You know, it doesn't matter who's on the team. Trout's going to get his. Like, he had 290 last year, 45 home runs, 120 RBIs. I only think he played 120 games, too. Yeah, it's insane. He had, I think we went over it last time. He had 470 at-bats, a full season, you're getting 600. And they need to keep him healthy. They got to keep Otani healthy. Yeah, and that's why I think not, not having him pitch – you know, you'd rather have him somewhere. <laughs> and if pitching is going to be a problem, you'd rather have his bat in the lineup because he can hit the ball. And you'll have to find that pitching elsewhere. Uh, I just wanted to take take a look. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really add anybody to help too much with the pitching, but, you know, I guess... I wouldn't be worried about Julio Tehran. 
in the AL now. Yeah, that's... that's, that's you never like a National League pitcher going to the AL. It doesn't yeah. usually work that and he, well. And he's really not like... And he you know, wasn't super really dominant. Yeah, he's not like a dominant strikeout guy. He's just... He's a middle-of-the-road pitcher. When is the NL going to go to the DH? I'm tired of seeing pitchers. I don't want it to go to the DH. Oh, I, get like, out of here. I like the I like the strategy. I like, you know. Oh, it's so boring. I don't know. I don't know. You want to talk about speeding up the game. That'll speed up the game. Hey, the Mets have pitchers that can hit. So I, don't, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jacob deGrom hits a couple home runs every year. Yes, yeah, guard hits a couple home runs. Uh, Steven Matz can hit the ball out. Like, these are guys that can hit. You saw Bobby Bartolo Colon hit a home run for the Mets. That's exciting. How can you say that's not <laughs> exciting? You it Bartolo, is exciting. Three, four years ago, Bartolo Colon hitting a home run. But I want to see a professional. <laughs> he swings the bat. He hits himself in the back of the head and the bat, and his helmet falls off. And, you know, you never forget stuff like that. No? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm showing sure the batter that once. That'll hit 280, driving some runs. Yeah. I, no, I get, I get it. I just... I like the I like the strategy that goes into it, you know. Hey, do you gotta you have to pinch hit for him? Are you gonna let him hit? You know, if I don't know, it's just to me, it's it adds an element to the game. And hey, but if they go to the DH across the board, then they have to raise the salary cap because the DH is one of the highest paid. Positions. Salary cap. There's no salary cap. I'm sorry. Then they, with the the luxury tax threshold. Oh, okay. Because teams are going to be spending more money to bring in a guy just to be a DH, pretty much. And that's basically what the Yankees did with Sam. They said. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, you talk, you look at like JD Martinez for the Red Sox. Uh, he's basically he's a pure DH, pretty much, and he's and he's the one of the highest paid players on the team. Anyone could have had JD Martinez. He wasn't he signed, yeah, <laughs> until like right before the season started, and he didn't sign. He didn't get like a huge he contract. And he took a short term deal to get paid later on. Yeah, and I mean this guy, I I could see you wanting it one way or the other because now you have guys in the National League that you know it does extend your career because now like guys like Cespedes who can't run anymore yeah. and now they can go to the AL and then the National League like you lose out on some of these guys that could still play but can't play the field they can still hit so I, I get that that part of the argument but if they do go to that then they are going to have to do that they're going to have to do something with the, the, the luxury tax because you can't have uh, you, you talk about competitive balance where you got teams that can afford to pay that that guy just to hit. Well, to be honest, every team, every owner can afford to pay the people. Well, yeah. It's just yeah, it's just do they want actually to? maybe not the Mets. The Mets probably can't afford well, to pay. Up until like a few weeks ago, where they had a new owner coming in. Yeah, and now you're talking about a Rod, mm -hmm. and, which that has kind of gone away. But thank God it's gone away because all that's done is screwed up the Marlins because cheaters out of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it's it's tough when the players get involved um, because you don't really know the, the behind the scenes stuff. Like Jeter, I don't think Jeter is a controlling. No, he was he the, face. the face. Everyone needs a face in the ownership group. Yeah, and that's uh, A Rod's got plenty of money. He could probably he could probably <laughs> do it on his own. He, but he, you know, he was talking about putting together an ownership group. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. He'll probably end up owning a team at some point. Probably eventually, but uh, well, let's jump to the NL East, though, now. Yeah, let's go to the uh, the NL East here. So this is pretty close. 
besides Miami. Right now, you're looking at the favorite is Atlanta at plus 175, Washington 250, the Mets 275, and Philly 333. If it's going to be this close, I'm going to be a homer here, and I'm taking <laughs> the Mets. I'm taking the Mets. I'm going to take Atlanta. I think Atlanta's a safe choice. But hey, if you're saying, you know, that's why it's Atlanta. If you're just, oh, I think no Washington, value. yeah, I think no Washington's value. lost too many yeah. pieces. Philly, I don't. Bryce Harper is going to burn that team. Yeah, uh, and I and I can't wait. <laughs> if that's the case, I can't wait uh, just to see them crash. I'm also going to root for Atlanta because Felix Hernandez signed a minor league contract with them to oh, did compete for their fifth nice. star. All right. Hey, if he makes a team, uh, being in the NL, that might you know because he seems like a guy that he'll change the way he pitches. He has had to change the way he pitches because he can't throw 94 anymore. Yeah, so I think that if he does make the team, it could be a nice little... Hey, it's a fifth starter. Why not? be fun to watch. You'll become a little Atlanta <laughs> Braves fan every fifth day. For that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, with the numbers the way they are, Atlanta's, the, you know, the, the bats they have, uh, Acuna, Albies, Freeman, yeah. like, it's just they're a young team and they're only going to get better. Um, I'm just worried about who's getting freakly injured on the Mets this season. Last season, it was Cespedes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're knocking stuff over? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Cespedes, there's all, the Mets always have an injury. It's always there's, a freak there's, one. There's always the something. Stupid. And, you know, you saw something the other day with uh, Seth Lugo, who's like their long reliever. Uh, end of the back of the bullpen guy extraordinaire. He had a great year last year. I think he made the all-star team. But he stubs his toe getting out of bed and he actually <laughs> broke his toe and he comes out and he's like, yeah, it's not going to affect me too much. It's, definitely gonna... it's like, no, this is just the start. This is the start. You go down the list. You have Luis Castillo slipping on the dugout steps. You have Cespedes getting run over by a wild boar. Like, what's going on here? And, uh, you know, you can't make most of it up. You just got to hope they stay healthy. DeGrom, Syndergaard, Mats, Stroman. It doesn't get much better than that. No, they, they probably had the best pitch in rotation in the majors. Yeah, so you keep those guys healthy. I don't care how you do it. Keep them healthy. The lineup is there to... Uh, you know, I'm excited about this team. I'm just I'm worried about Brody getting a little antsy because a the ownership group. I don't think the Wilpons have any money. No, they haven't had money for a long time. And the last well, time you got who's up at free agency this year? I think one of the pitchers is Syndergaard Nor. Uh, Syndergaard, no, the Grom's locked in. Stroman. Uh, this is a contract year for him, I believe. Syndergaard, uh, he went. I think he went through arbitration this year, but I think after this, he's a, he's unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Uh, I think Matt's is still under control for a little bit. I'm not sure, but yeah, Syndergaard's the big one. So if things don't go right for them, yeah, he's going to get traded most likely. Uh, but instead of keeping him, hey, it could work in their favor because. Contract years do some wonderful things for a lot of guys. And if he comes out and he's killing it... Think about all the people who've made so much money on one contract Yeah, year. just to basically go back into uh, you know oblivion the <laughs> year after they sign. But the Mets have the makings of a team. 
Alonzo obviously can hit the ball out of any ballpark. Um, Ahmed Rosario came on strong last year at a shortstop. Uh, Cespedes, if he's healthy. Reyes is still on the team, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they've got they've got pieces. Uh, JD Davis, who although you know (laughs) he had the the (laughs) whole thing with the cheating scandal, uh, lying to the media, and then the next day saying something like. You know, I don't care about that stuff. Just play baseball. Uh, they have they have the makings. So this is a this is a homer pick for me, but it's not too far fetched mm-hmm. for the Mets <laughs> to win the division. So I think their over under is eighty seven, uh, which is the highest that we've seen in a while. They did win eighty seven games last year. So they just beat the over. They have Stroman for a full season. They could do it. <laughs> they could do it. So. Uh, I'll go with the Mets here. We'll lock that in, and you're with Atlanta. So let's go to the Central here. Uh, right now, the the Cubs and the Cardinals are tied as the favorite, plus 225. This is another tight division. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, those were opening lines. The, uh, the current lines are St. Louis has a slight edge of plus 215. The Cubs are at 250. Cincinnati plus 265, Milwaukee plus 300. Bergman just got hit breaking news. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, he, oh, he's just taking it all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what, uh, did they show the... Let's see the. Let's see where he was hit here. And right in the back. It was definitely intentional. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was intentional, and it was like the slowest yeah. pitch that you could throw. Hey, that's <laughs> get used to it, right? It's yep. gonna happen all year. If I was one of them, I'd consider putting like a you know in football they wear those like back plates. <laughs> I just wear I just wear a back plate up there. But uh, yeah, with this with this NL Central here, this is a tough one for me because these teams always just beat up on each other, and the only team pretty much ruled out is Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm gonna just go with the sexy team that made all the moves this offseason, the Reds. They it was Bauer they signed. Yeah, they um they spent money. Yeah, they let's see if we can bring up their their positions here, but um I think it's gonna it's gonna be tight all the way through. I mean the uh, I don't really see a team run I don't see a team running away from it. I see the the most a team might win in this division is like 92, 93 yeah. games. Like, you don't see a team running away winning 100 games here. Um, okay, I'm not subscribing to that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The The Reds had a pretty, they had a pretty sexy offseason. Um, yeah, they made all the sexy moves. The, the Cubs, I know we got a, a few Chicago, uh, Chicago. I know most of the, I think most of the link is, is on the White Sox side. Uh, yeah, so if there's a few people. Uh, I think Michael Vale is south side. South side of Chicago. Uh, so he might be a, a Cubs fan there, but let's, um, let's try to find this here because I don't know why this is so difficult. It's like we no had, one wrote about yeah, baseball. We had, we had some stuff pulled up, but all well, the Reds here. All right, so they get they bring in Mustakis, uh, Castellanos, two two pretty big big names there. Castellanos, uh, they actually mm-hmm. took him away from the Cubs. He was on the Cubs yeah. last year. Um, 
So yeah, it looks like they're going all in right now. And the big thing, you know, uh, is going to be their pitching, which a lot of teams, that's what it comes down to. Is their pitching going to be able to hold up? There are a lot of bats out there. Uh, what are they going to be able to do uh, from the mound? And uh, they're the they're the third. They're plus two sixty five, I believe, right now. Um, so let's take a look at the Cubs and what they did. It looks like the Cubs uh, key acquisitions: Jeremy Jeffress and Steven Souza. I mean, and it looks like they're trying to play uh, trade Chris Bryant. This is a with Chris Bryant because yeah, he hasn't signed yet. Uh, it's talking like uh, the Ricketts family is out of money, <laughs> which again, I mean, how, how do the how do the Chicago Cubs run out of money? And they signed David Ross as their manager. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the the latest thing that I saw with the Cubs is that they're going to hit Chris Bryant leadoff because their leadoff spot last year was worse than the, the majors <laughs> or like third worst than the majors. They couldn't get anybody on base. Uh, so. I'm not. I'm not too high on the Cubs this year. If we look at the Cardinals, uh, kind of the same thing with them. Like they didn't really do much in the off season. I think. I think you might be right on with this. The Reds, they made the most moves they can come together and uh, have some good synergy there. They could. They could be the team. I mean, the Brewers. Obviously, you're looking at. You know, Christian Yelich is a superstar. Uh, they bring in Justin Smoke, who you're familiar with, right? Oh, you know, Justin God. Smoke action. I hated that he did well in Toronto. It yeah. burned me. <laughs> yeah. um, was, Actually, this was is originally a... traded for uh, Gary Sanchez, right? No, Cliff uh, Lee. Uh, the Yankee. Oh, yeah. He, uh... he was a Yankees prospect. No, no. Smoke was a Texas Rangers prospect. The Mariners got Cliff Lee. I forgot who they signed him from, and then they traded him for uh, to the Rangers. Yes, for Justin Smoke. Yeah. Um, Actually, a lot of ex-Mariners on the Brewers: Justin Smoke, Omar Navarez, David Phelps, my has David Phelps, former Yankee <laughs> pitcher. Um, yeah. Now, uh, those offseason acquisitions do not impress me for the Brewers. No. Uh, more impressive than the Cubs and the Cardinals, <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, and they do have the Christian Yelich factor. Uh, I think hey. I'm gonna. Go, I think I'm gonna go Milwaukee here. Okay. Uh, just get a little bit more value for them. Uh, obviously, the question mark with the Reds is their pitching, but I, I think the Reds are a good pick. You were spot on with their their offseason acquisitions. They definitely for the for the Central uh, specifically, they definitely had the best offseason, and you could make an argument for the. For the National League as a whole, they might have had the best offseason going. You know, going into last year, they were already thinking about. You know, they they had an opportunity last year because they were kind of in the running. Uh, so they bring in Trevor Bauer, and then the, the moves they made. Uh, they, you know, at plus two sixty five, you're getting pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I feel pretty good about that. Let's jump to the West and close this out. Yeah, let's finish up with the West here. Uh, the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you can pay against the Dodgers here. No, you can't. I, obviously, the only other team you might look at is the is the, the Cardinals. Uh, still got football mm-hmm. in mind with the Arizona Cardinals, but you're, you're looking at the dot the, the Diamondbacks. <laughs> talking too talking too much baseball. I've been, I haven't talked baseball in a while, so now I'm all over the place. But uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks. I mean, they brought in they they. Uh, 
no, they they don't have Granky anymore, but they have they have some uh, some pretty good pieces that you're just waiting to see if it all pans out. I mean, they bring in Starling Marte. They signed... Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. I'm Bumgarner. They but, signed Bumgarner. Uh, he's another one. How much yeah. is... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not going to... Uh, at this point, he's not going to blow you away, but he's still... I know, but he doesn't have that air, that Mediterranean air, I think. Well, the, I forget what it's called. There's a, a level of air that in San Francisco keeps the bull down. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I've been, I'm not familiar with that, but um, yeah. I mean, the the diamond, the in Arizona, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. I mean, you that's that's home run central out there. So, Starling Marte is a really good signing. Uh, the Giants, uh, Hunter Pence, Wilmer Flores, Old Met, uh, Drew Smiley. Why is there a question mark next to his name? I don't know. Because he didn't pitch last year. He uh, he actually got hurt in the World Baseball Classic. He was supposed to be one of the Mariners pitchers, but he uh, uh, yeah. He needed Tommy John after pitching one inning in uh, nice. the World Baseball Classic. Nice. Uh, they did bring in Gabe Kapler, who was fired by the uh, Phillies last year. That doesn't really do anything for me. Um, I think that I the, think Giants, the, Giants, the Dodgers are not really looking at anything. The Dodgers, uh, they didn't really need to make any moves, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, and, but but they still brought in Mookie Betts. Yeah, exactly. And, so I don't understand. David Price. <laughs> so, I mean, you're talking about basically Cody Bellinger, you Jack got, Peterson. You got better without Betts. losing any of your starters. Yeah. And, uh, and their roster just improved without having to trade anyone for Mookie Betts. Yeah, I mean they <laughs> traded some of their pieces. Uh, Alex Verdugo, who who had a pretty good uh, stint for them last year, they get rid of him because they trade for uh, Mookie Betts and David Price. I mean, yeah, they pretty much get I, if they can sign Mookie Betts, I think they get they get a steal with this. Yeah, you know the 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 Red Sox just basically shift off shift off Betts. And we'll see, you know, it remains to be seen how this will all turn out. But. That's a problem with baseball trades is you don't know who's going to who wins or loses them until four, Years five. Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know what you're getting a little bit with Verdugo, but Jeter Downs, who... Connor Wong. Uh, I don't Connor Wong, yeah. I'm not I, don't sure. know. I know Jeter Downs was... Uh, is named after Derek Jeter. Yes. To be honest, I think he's a shortstop as well, so... Um, but yeah, I mean the Dodgers. If you if you want to take a shot and just you know hope for the best, the Diamondbacks. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't hate it, but I don't even think you it's don't want you don't want to. I would just not even touch this because uh, minus nine hundred, you're not getting anything, and you know plus eight fifty for the Diamondbacks. You really need a lot to happen in order. I don't <laughs> see it happening, but so I would just stay away from the West uh, if you're going to bet it at all, but. You got to go with the Dodgers for this one. Uh, let's finish up with our uh, ALCS, NLCS champions. Just who's going to come out of each? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's pretty. It's going to be pretty chalky. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be chalky this season. You got? I'm assuming you got the Yankees out of the AL, or yeah, I'm actually going to take the Yankees and the Dodgers. Yeah, I. I it's another thing. I mean, we talked about how hockey, they have kind of the most exciting playoffs because you don't know what's going to happen the last few years in baseball specifically. Uh, you know, it's been, you know, the Nationals were pretty... No, they were a great story last year, yeah. but... They beat the Dodgers um, in a good series. I mean, they just kind of, they were the team of destiny last year. And again, I know I mentioned it, but... 
I'm just happy they did it without Bryce Harper on the team because uh, I just I can't stand that guy. But yeah, I I, I would go chalk here. The Yankees, Dodgers. There's no there's no other team that kind of you look at and you're like you know the, the, the Twins can't beat the Yankees if they Twins play each other. Yeah, Twins can't beat the Yankees, and I, I don't think that they're gonna institute this playoff thing. Uh, for this season, right? No. It's going to be at Maybe next, next yeah. year. Um, but, you know, if, if the Yankees have a choice of who they're going to play, you know, the Twins are just basically out of luck. Yeah. The Twins make the playoffs. The, Ace, the Twins and the Yankees make the playoffs. The A's can't beat the Yankees either. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Yankees just kind of have everything working for them. And you know that they're, the motivation for them to beat this Astros team, if they do end up playing them at some point, uh, I know they don't play each other until September. They don't play each no, other in the regular no season until September. There's no way that's right. Or at least when they come to when they come to uh, Yankee Stadium. So obviously they're mm-hmm. going to hear it. Oh yeah. Um, but you know we don't have to. Like we said, we're going to do a deep dive uh, in a couple weeks when we get closer to the season and kind of go over this a little bit more in depth about you know when we see how players are doing health wise. Uh, we mentioned a couple injuries so far, but uh, nothing really crazy about these picks I'm with you with the Yankees and the Dodgers uh, and that would kind of be a cool World Series it would be uh, if you were born in like the 1940s I think that's yeah yeah that's true I think baseball would I remember the Brooklyn Dodgers <laughs> I think I think baseball for the, for the way things are right now they would sign up for that World Series in a second because think about how crazy that was there was literally three teams I know in three out of the five boroughs had a team <laughs> yeah three out of the five and I think um which team was the first to go it was the Giants right uh I think it was Brooklyn left first they both left or I want to say they both left in like the 50s 50s 60s I think and the Yankees were here uh, by themselves for a little bit. Yeah, and then it was so about 68, I think yeah, it was. It wasn't going to be uh, 62. 62. It was their first year, so. Um, but, yeah, I think that baseball would sign up for that because of the uh, the PR thing that's going on right now. Uh, they would... Why doesn't baseball do that again? I would love to see four teams in one city. <laughs> hey, I don't want that just because... That would be hilarious. The Mets would just be oh. the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> they'd be like... They'd, they'd be bottom feeders. Uh, and, uh, you know, you get used to it as a Mets fan, not spending money, and you bring two other teams in here that have shown that they're willing to spend. And... <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't be too happy about that, to be honest. The Dodgers just throw money at the wind. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, this guy. But that's what you want. That's how you as win a, the major as a fan, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I don't care it's how not much against money the rules. My, if my team spends too much money and they, they're over the luxury tax. I don't care. Uh, spend the money. Put a good product out there because that's how you're going to get the fans. And the excitement of a new season only goes so far. People know if their team is going to do well or not. Oh, yeah, I literally have no excitement for this Major League season because yeah. I know the Mariners are going to be horrible. Yeah, so, uh, you know, as a Mets fan going into the year, the over-under total, you're like, all right, Vegas, you know, is typically pretty good about this. It means that there's potential. You look at the guys they have, you feel pretty good about it. Uh, but if they get out of the gate, you know, the, the best thing that the Mets did over the past few years was trade for Cespedes because nobody expected that. 
It was like, <laughs> oh, oh, now they're going to they make a big splash trade. And what happened? They got to the World Series. You know, oh, my God, what a concept. You spend money and you make some moves and your team does well. Like, <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, so... Um, you know, I can already feel like like, <laughs> like now I was excited. Like now I'm starting to you know talk myself out of this a little bit. So uh, let's end it with that. Yeah. I don't want to get too far down a rabbit hole. Now that I go home and I'm all upset about this. So um, so we'll finish with that. Talked a lot. Uh, talked a lot of baseball, but we start off with some XFL and some uh, some NHL. Uh, so as the NHL playoffs come along, we'll we'll talk more about that. Uh, and give some predictions once the you know things are more set in stone. Uh, and same thing with baseball. Once we get a little bit closer to the season, we'll break down some prop bets, some fun stuff, um, and, and go from there. So, uh, and obviously the XFL. I mean, we'll keep an eye on the ratings and things because that's what's interesting to me. Uh, outside of the product on the field, how are the ratings looking? Uh, are people going to the games? You know, the Guardians are home this weekend. I would like to go. Is that going to happen? I don't know. The way yeah. they're playing right now, uh, I could go for some Guardian juice, but uh, the product, not not so good. So we'll get into all that in the weeks to come. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Again, visit uh, linksports.com, L-Y-N-Q sports.com, and uh, we'll have all this stuff coming up for you uh, as we get closer to some playoffs and uh, the start of a new Major League Baseball season. It is exciting. So we'll see you next week, and here's, here's to squaring up the sharp. 